0: Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Cosmic Navigator Show. I think we're number 35 Um, after the solstice. Hope you're having a beginning of a good summer or a good winter. Depends where you are on the planet. If you are on the planet, it's uh, kind of an interesting week. uh, Kind of sad for many people. I'm thinking about the earthquake in Afghanistan which will uh, look into the chart of Afghanistan and see what's up there, uh, as well as the shooting in Norway, flooding in China, and, of course, the, um, uh, the situation here with the uh, Supreme Court in the United States, which influences, of course, uh, around the world with this attitude. So we'll try to cover some of these things up, and um, this will be the last time I do this from my own office. Next week will be from Sofia. I think so. We'll have this all over July and then in August, because I'm teaching uh, in England and other places where there's going to be a little bit of an issue with time difference, we are going to skip August. But in July, I think it's July 31st, it's a Sunday. I'm going to dedicate the whole um, show to talk about the month. We'll just go one day after the other for the month of August so you won't feel abandoned and you'll see what uh, is in store for us during the month of august so we're not gonna leave it up there hanging upstairs so we'll try to bring it down so anyway july 31st and of course you're gonna get the recording if you're uh seeing it on instagram it will be on instagram it will be of course available through zoom and also i added quite a lot of classes we're gonna have on july 22nd the class on leo Uh, As we've been doing almost a year now, every month, a class for a different zodiac sign, also how to prepare for that month and also how to deal with uh, uh, the lions. It's really important to know how to deal with them. And we also added, of course, the Omega retreat on October 14 to 16 to make you have the tools, to give you the tools to read your own charts and to understand astrology in a more uh, philosophical way, but also in a very practical way. And of course, if you're in England, or even if you're not, I'm going to be teaching at uh, alternatives about Bible stories, but also in TriYoga, I'm going to do on the 20th and the 21st uh, the um, uh, how colors can uh, help us. I've done it a few times, the workshop, but it's also going to be available uh, as a Zoom class. So if you look at the, uh, my website, CosmicNavigator.com, or if you look at the chat, you will see the dates of the classes. And of course, if you're not attending it live, uh, it's going to be also on uh, available as a recording, so you can get it later on. So this week it was kind of intense, even though we don't have Mercury retrograde or anything like that. Still, uh, it's going to be interesting for us to look into what was going on with the Supreme Court, just because it shows us a little bit how aspects work. Because even though the uh, unfortunate decision was... Basically proclaimed this week, it was decided in May in uh, February, and we'll see that it very much relates to what I've been talking about in the book of 2020. This book, yep, and um, uh, what I was uh, 2022. Sorry. What do we know? Yeah, 2022. So in the book of 2022, there is a whole chapter there about the Neptune opposing Neptune in the astrology chart of the United States, as well as the Pluto return. And I really think that what's going on right now, especially with the Supreme Court, which is, uh, as you know, some of you are not from uh, United States. There are six very conservative and three liberal, uh, which is completely not a, a, the proportion of what is happening in the United States. And five of these justices were chosen by presidents that actually lost the popular vote. So it's kind of showing that the system is not working very well, especially when we know that the United States, most most likely two-third, even more, people actually support uh, Roe versus uh, Wade. So anyway, we'll look in the chart to see what is going on with that. Um, so let's look, first of all, at what I have... Uh, prepared for us for today. Yeah, first of all, because we are in cancer and uh, every time we move to a different sign, we look at the exaltation, the falling of that sign, just that you understand a little bit better how the dynamic works. So this little round thing that I'm showing you on the Zoom and you guys in uh, Instagram will have to just imagine but I'll tell you what I'm looking at I'm basically looking at the zodiac wheel divided into the decans decans remember we talked about it a few months ago and every month I mention it it's dividing the 30 days of each sign into three Each one relating to Deccan, Deccan is 10, 10 degrees or 10 dates, 10 days, sorry, because we have about 30 days a month and we have 30 degrees in the zodiac of every sign. So what's happening is we start off the count on March 21, which is the first day of the astrological year. It's the first day of Aries. We divide Aries into three and each one of those three is having a sign that is assigned to Uh, That particular decan, it's always going to be a a sign that is the sign of the same element of that sign. And also a planet. And the planet order is according to the Tree of Life, but it's a very old system. I'm not going to get too much into the details. We talked about it a few months ago. And now as we move into Cancer, you'll see that we're at what is called the nadir of the chart. That could explain why this week was tough for some people. Some people ask me if I'm sure we're out of the shadow of Mercury or if we didn't enter another shadow of somebody else because it feels very dark and it's nothing only to do with the Supreme Court decision and um, the lack of respect to women's body and women's decisions. It's not even the women's decision. And sometimes it's a family decision. You know, people talk a lot about um, female reproductive rights, which is totally true and totally should be respected. But if you think about it, a mother got pregnant. Hopefully she has a partner and together they can decide what they want to do if she doesn't because she's too young. Obviously, uh, it's related to her. But a lot of time when we talk about that, it's a family kind of conversation in a way. But anyway, we are now at the bottom of the chart. So if you imagine the chart to be a circle, you're looking at your own chart. Of course, there is a part above the chart, which is called uh, the uh, zenith. It's basically the sun at noon. So you look up, you'll see the sun, whatever planet you have. If you ever look at your chart and you see that there is a planet up there hovering just above it's getting much more power. It's getting much more force because that is at your, at your zenith. It's your peak. So it's almost like looking at the mountain and see the mountain peak and knowing that's where uh, Moses met God. That's the peak of Sinai. So in your chart, the peak of your chart is the top of your chart. It's your uh, point of career. And that mid heaven is considered to be the the zenith, the the peak, the summit of your chart. So if you have any planets there, they're radiating directly towards you, and you have their power. But of course, opposite to the zenith, there is the nadir. Nadir is the bottom of the um. A chart, And it represents, I wouldn't call it the cesspool because that would be too much, or the sewer system. But it does represent uh, how you get rid of things. So think about your tub. And in the tub uh, that you, you basically have the drain, the drain is uh, then a deer of your chart. It's the bottom of your chart. So it is the place where everything that you basically swept under the rug uh, is there. It's your basement. It's the place where all the horror movies take place, right? It's your subconscious. It's your unconscious. It's the um, iceberg, the, the not the tip of the iceberg, but everything that you can see under the ground. So that is where we are now. Because right now we are in the first 10 days of cancer that represents the bottom of the Chart, So everything dirty, everything that we swept under the rug, everything that we put stashed in the basement and we're afraid to go there because it's the domain of rats and so forth, everything we put in the closet we always assign for um, emergency to throw things in, that's what we're dealing with right now. And that is the unconscious and the subconscious, and everything we're denying uh, all the cognitive dissonance. that's the place where it's all stored, and that's what's going on right now. In the first week of cancer. So if you look at the chart we're looking at here, you see June 21st to June 30th, we have here the Two of Cups. Uh, we'll talk about the tarot cards and how they're associated with these dic- decans. So the decans that we have now in cancer, cancer is divided into three. And it's not only important for cancer, if you know anybody who's a cancer and when that cancer uh, person was born. It's also as you travel the year, we move from one card to the other, basically from one influence to the other. So every 10 days, you can say that we're not only um Changing energy, but we're also moving in the realm of the specific zodiac sign that is ruling that part of the year. So, as we know, Cancer is July twenty-first to about a, sorry, June twenty-first to July twenty-first. It is divided into three. We're gonna have the. A first decan of cancer that is ruled by cancer and cancer, it's the pure cancer energy, is July 21st to 30th. And it's kind of interesting that everything has to do with pregnancy and abortion and all that is in the limelight right now in the United States. We'll see in a second also in Germany. And it is right happening at the first 10 days of cancer, which is the sign of the womb. It's the sign of mothering. It's the sign of motherhood. It's the sign of family and it's the sign of security, emotion, healing, mediumship, uh, and I feel. That's why it's so emotional for people, the whole idea of pregnancy. So the first 10 days, June 21st to June 30th, is marked by the Cancer, Cancer. The second uh, decan, which is July 1st to eleven, will be by Cancer Scorpio. A lot of transformation, a lot of connection to intimacy, death, letting go, separations, everything has to do with investigation, working with other people's money, other people's talents. But yes, dealing quite a lot with death and shedding. And then the last decan of Cancer is going to be also very powerful because it's ruled by the moon, which is the ruler of Cancer. It's July 12 to 21, leading up to the border with Leo, and that will be Cancer Pisces, much more mystical, more sensitive, more poetry, movement, dance, yoga, meditation. If you were st- looking for a time to really push forward with your uh, meditation, make longer meditation, connect much more to um, you know things like Reiki, dream work, anything that has to do also with imagination, anything to do with yoga, dance, movement, that would be the best time to start it, July 12 to 21. So again, the Cancer Zodiac is, div- or the Zodiac period of Zodiac will that we call cancer. June 21st to July 21st is divided into three. Each one of those is a specific clan of the tribe of cancer. It's like saying uh, you you have North Carolina, South Carolina or North Korea, South Korea. So imagine you have in every sign Uh, north uh, sign middle sign and south of the sign so that's how you can look at those days and of course these days influence all of us so first of all the first decan of cancer like we said is june 22nd or 21st depends when you're starting the year until july 1st or right about it's 10 days basically or if you look at your chart if your sun is zero degrees cancer until 10 degrees cancer you will be ruled by the energies of venus and it's actually the two of cups which The two of cups in the tarot card is called love. So it's not that bad that we have that energy of Venus guiding us through the lowest part of our chart. So it's really interesting. The message here is that in the lowest place, in the darkest place, in the basement, when you deal with your unconscious, your subconscious, you will discover love. It's almost out of that. love is born out of that darkness. Love is born out of that sadness, out of that confusion. Cancer's second decan is Mercury, ruled by Mercury, much more mental. It's also by connected to Scorpio. And it is associated with deep feeling, the occult, uh, possessiveness, jealousy. You have to be a little bit careful. And it's called the Three of Cups uh, or... Abundance, so it's a card of marriage. For example, why three of cups is marriage? Because you have your uh, two, the bride and the groom, or whoever is getting married. It could also be two business people, and then you have that uh, that priest or the rabbi or the officiator or the lawyer who puts you uh, together. So that's why the three of cups is associated with marriage, and the the last decan of Cancer is associated with Pisces. And it's uh, the must, one of the most sensitive, more connected to intuition, mediumship, the strongest connection to channeling, you can say. And it's the Four of Cups, which in the tarot card of Toth deck is called Luxury. So that's actually three uh, cards of cups that is associated with Cancer. Two of cups, three of cups, four of cups. And if you think about how planets interact with cancer, first of all, the moon is super important. We're going to actually have the new moon coming up in July 28. And then I've realized, oh, my God, I'm landing in Sofia in July 28. I didn't plan it. It was the only time that a Turkish airline could take me. And it would happen to be the new moon. So I land on the new moon. So by the way, I'm going to be in Bulgaria, Sofia, uh, next week. We're going to have, uh, if you're there, if you know anybody there, we're going to have a class about uh, cinema and astrology, about sacred spaces. I think it's going to be the first time I teach that workshop uh, of sacred spaces. And we're going to also have a class about how you fit with your chart in the chart of your country. It's also the first time I'm going to do it. Bulgaria is a lot of time the place where I experiment with things maybe because uh, the city is called Sofia. So what better place to love wisdom uh, and to philosophize uh, if not in Sofia? But anyway... It's kind of an interesting thing. We'll talk about that um, new moon in a second. But the new moon in Cancer, very powerful new moon. It's the first new moon of the summer or of the winter, depends where you are, that is initiating that doorway we talked about of humanity. Because remember, we talked about the 21st of June was the solstice and it's considered to be the gateway of humanity. If you're thinking about when is the actual birthing, it will be on the first new moon after that, which is happening the 28th of June. So this Tuesday, very very powerful time to start something new with your family, with your life um, in general because it's the giver of birth in a sense. Anything that you want to give birth or you want to be conceived by the universe, it could be an idea it could be a concept. So really pay attention to June 28, 29. You might be impregnated with an idea, with a concept for a business, with a a realization, with an aha moment, you know. And again, for me, it's kind of an interesting coincidence. I'm starting my travel. uh, I'm getting on that chariot, on that airplane right on the new moon in Cancer with a tarot card for Cancer is, of course, the chariot. So this is um, uh, what we're dealing with, cancer. The ruler of cancer is the moon. Uh, detriment in cancer is Saturn. Saturn doesn't like to be in cancer. He prefers to be in Capricorn, the opposite sign. So Saturn, the lord of karma, is in exile when he is in cancer. And that made me think a lot about the idea of intergenerational transfer or what we call heredital curses. Um, or things that run down the generation, ancestral karma, you can say. So during cancer, it is actually a good time to let go, to release, to do whatever rituals, whatever exercises you need to get rid out of your... Uh, ancestral karma, heredital curses that could be going down the generation through genetics, through epigenetics, through um, uh, your traits, through your attitudes, through how you were raised. So all of those things are related to cancer. Genetics, DNA is definitely cancer. It's the home of your, can say, or what you got from your mother and your father. Uh, The seed itself might be associated with Aries, but the whole idea of genes and the whole idea of, of the information that travels in your family... Is related to cancer, so Saturn detriment in uh, can uh, sorry Saturn detriment in cancer. That made me think also about the Greek mythology of how Saturn, which was the son of Uranus, castrated Uranus, right, and then. Uh, Jupiter, uh, and then Saturn or Kronos or tried to uh, ate all of his children and even attempted to eat Zeus. But he was, of course, Zeus replaced by his mother with a rock or a stone. So he wasn't eaten. And then uh, Zeus actually went ahead and um, jailed or imprisoned his father in the underworld. So obviously there is some kind of ancestral karma running down that started off with Saturn or Kronos cutting the balls of his father, which is some kind of a weird thing to do. But I understand him because according, at least to the story and the way he saw it, is that Uranus was pressuring too much uh, his wife uh, and mother, Gaia, in a sense, and couldn't really let the Titans grow or mature, which is very symbolic. But anyway, Saturn, Kronos, karma, detriment in cancer. Exaltation is Jupiter, and again, that makes sense. Jupiter exalted uh, because his mother gave him a really good suggestion, A, uh, disguising him as a stone so that Saturn or Kronos can eat that stone instead of uh, Jupiter or Zeus, and the fact that Zeus eventually took care of Saturn and put him in jail. He didn't kill him, he just put him in jail. So it's kind of like more mellow. That's maybe why Jupiter is exalted in cancer. And the sign of fall is for Mars, because Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So Mars, when you have Mars in cancer, I always recommend for people to go and swim a lot, to dive, to do a lot of surfing, to do any kind of physical activity around water. That is how you can overcome Mars detriment. But this is true for all of us. What does it mean? It means that during the month that we call cancer, which is now until July 22nd, Mars is detriment. So you'll see that there is weird news coming from the war with Ukraine because war is ruled by Mars. Now Mars is detriment or fall. Sorry, it's not working very well. It's not functioning in a good way. Your energy level might be a little bit more reduced. You might be feeling more sleepy. Why? Because the general Mars right now is fallen. Uh, Karma might be a little bit reduced. Uh, What is elevated is things like Jupiter, expansion, opportunities, doors opening. Uh, There could be a lot of connection to the moon, which is, again, feelings. So you can always work also with that, Uh, every zodiac sign we're moving. So when we get to Leo, we'll see what is exalted there, what is uh, uh, the, the domain, what is the domicile, what is the fall, and so forth. So you can prepare each month for what you actually need to experience. These are the cards if you actually wanted to see them. And again, if you're born under any one of those dates, uh, that is your tarot card. That is the card that you actually have. Uh, We talked about love is the two of cups. You see beautiful Fish intertwined together, drinking from the holy grails. And then you have the beautiful three cups of water, abundance flowing very well. And luxury, the four of cups, it's the moon in Cancer. You're already starting to see that the water is getting a little bit dirty and a little bit uh, choppy. So it means that trouble is coming. And indeed, uh, the five of cups, if you know from the tarot card, is Mars in Scorpio and called disappointment. So that's going to be much more later down the line. We'll talk about it when we get to Scorpio. If we make it there, Afghanistan. It was a terrible tragedy. About thousand people, probably more, were killed there. And I was looking at the chart of Afghanistan from December twenty second, two thousand and one. At least that's the new reincarnation on Afghanistan. It's born right on the solstice, the winter solstice. Yeah, winter solstice. And it's and it's really interesting. I, I wish that more astrologer were involved in deciding when countries to to should be born. I mean, one of the worst catastrophes is Israel. I think we talked about it. The chart of Israel is terrible. It's full of aggression. It's full of war. It's full of attacks. It's full of things you don't want to have in a country. Even the name that they chose for Israel was a wrong name. Again, it's a lot of time people think, oh, the mystics should do this, and the people who are practical should do that. No, the practic, practical people should be mystical, and mystical people should be practical. And if there is a tool like astrology or tool-like names that is out there, it should be used. You know, it was used by many, many uh, people in the past, uh, but for some reason, it was lost uh, to the people that actually are in charge now, to some of them, not to all, actually. But it's born on the solstice, which is great. The only problem is that Chiron, as you can see there, the wound is sitting right on top of the sun. Now, the sun is the father. So think about uh, Afghanistan, you know, and the attempt to be more less patriarchic, less uh, uh, tribal. That's not working if you're born right on the solstice, which is a very tribal day, on top of Chiron, which is the wounded healer. Where is the wounded healer? On top of the sun, which represents the father in the chart. So that definitely wasn't the wisest thing ever. And uh, having the moon in uh, Pisces, that is not very smart, especially when the moon is Pisces. is very fanatical. So think about it. Pisces, the dark side of uh, Pisces, is fanaticism, a religious uh, favorite, flavor of faith, religious craziness. Let's call it like that, and it's squaring. The point of good karma and it's squaring Venus, both help that could have been there for Afghanistan. and It's definitely not helping nobody. So that's a very tough choice. And the moon in Pisces, not only is the moon is in Pisces, the 12 sign, they stuck it in the 12th house, which is the house of suffering. And who is the moon in uh, in mundane astrology, in astrology that relates to countries? The moon are the people and you want to be more specific. It's women. And you see that the women and uh, uh, people in general are trapped in the 12th house, which is the house of uh, pain and suffering, isolation, being covered from uh, your top to the bottom and basically general uh, sadness. Anyway, I was looking to see what was going on and in the chart of Afghanistan right now, Saturn is conjunct Uranus. That it was that's going to happen in August, but because it's such a slow thing and Saturn on top of Uranus basically literally means earthquake. I mean, if you look it up, Saturn conjunct Uranus is a lot of time Uh, coming, Saturn is coming to some place and shaking it, making it um, impossible to hold on to anything, so Saturn in Uranus we just mentioned it, remember Saturn was the one that cut off the balls of Uranus, his father and his conjunct, he's again cutting his balls in August And not only that, Neptune is conjuncting the moon, and that's happening May and August. And this earthquake happened in June, which is what is called the midpoint between two aspects that is always very, very strong. And Neptune was, in the Greek mythology, the bearer of earthquakes. So it's not that I could have looked at the chart and say, oh, Neptune is conjunct the moon, and we're going to have an earthquake. I wish I could, but sometimes it's... a Easier or more able, we're more able to see things, that's what I call it, retrospective astrology, and it's teaching us next time that maybe there is a country and Neptune is conjunct the moon, and the moon is actually in the 12th house, which is the house of pain and suffering, maybe it will be a big earthquake or a big shift or something that uh, actually injures people. But again, it's going to be very hard to prevent it, even if you predict it. And the other thing that was happening this week, which was extremely sad, I don't think a thousand people would die, but maybe, actually, you know, maybe a lot of uh, people in the United States, a lot of women will actually end up dying because of wrong abortions, abortions that are illegal, escape from abortions, God knows what, and it will be just as an earthquake as it was in Afghanistan, even though it was just a decision of uh, six people. But if you look at the chart of United States in February of 2020, right when the court decided that uh, they're going to override Roe versus uh, Wade, that was when Pluto was uh, conjuncting Pluto in the chart of United States. It was officially in February 20th, 2022 that is that pluto return that we talked about it last time pluto was in the same position was when the constitution was kind of drafted or at least the beginning of the independence of united states or the declaration of independence the next time it's happening is july 11 and remember i told you whatever is happening between uh, aspects is also very hard very strong that could have been the reason why it was leaked uh, the um, the decision and why we now have it in june basically what 20 days before the conjunction again the declaration of the um, overriding that and the last one we have is on december 28th we're gonna have to wait and see how this story unfolds into december 28th but we also had and remember i told you neptune opposite to neptune and neptune opposite to neptune i call blind faith neptune the dark side of neptune is addictions dependency codependency fanaticism Religion, um, uh, persecution, uh, everything that you see in Taliban. Okay, so we, America is going through a Taliban aspect right now, obviously. So we see it with a gun decision. We see it with um, not separating religion from a government decision. Basically, the Supreme Court has become more and more Talibanish, you can say. And that could be the Neptune opposite to Neptune. It started in May 1st. 2021. Now, in May 2021, the court, with its new six-to-three conservative majority, agreed to hear the Mississippi case, known as Dobbs v. Jacksons, a women's health organization, which eventually caused this to be override um, in February, the decision, and the publication of that decision in June of 2020. So you see, February 20th is when they actually decided it, 2022. That's precisely when Pluto, once in 248 years, touches Pluto. Then Neptune was opposite to Neptune in May 2021, when the Supreme Court decided to uh, hear the Mississippi case, instead of just dismissing it, which is something they've done in the past. And Again, two-thirds of Americans, we're talking about 65%, possibly more, wish Roe and Wade to actually remain intact. So again, this is interesting because what you're seeing here is maybe some one side pushing it too much to the other side so that we can find a way somehow to come into the middle ground. And the the star of this um, uh, horror story is actually Justice um, uh, Clarence Thomas because he's, I mean, I never met him, so I don't know. But in the concurring opinion, he calls for the court not only to override um, what the decision of uh, Roe and Wade, but also to look into contraception, same-sex marriage, and the privacy in the bedroom. Basically, these people who say that they should the government should be off our case, off our life, not only want to come into our life and decide what we do with our bodies, but also into our bedrooms. You know, I think this is kind of... Uh, perversive, or like, why would anybody in a government want to come into people's, you know, uh, bedroom? So in his logic, now that he has developed this uh, illogical logic, uh, he basically, in his opinion, say, yes, we can now use the same logic, which is illogical, to overrun the right for contraception, same-sex marriage, and privacy. But if you hear through what he's saying, one thing he's missing, which is, again, one of these things that should be added is the ability in the United States since 1967 for a black man to marry a white woman. Why is he not talking about it? Because he's married to a white woman. And you know, the funny thing that how these kind of things work is kind of remarkable. It's almost like God is laughing, especially at people like uh, Justice Thomas. But because he's influencing all of us, God is laughing uh, on us. But his stand-up comedian is definitely Justice Thomas, because... The ruling of 1967 that allowed him to legally marry his wife is called Loving's versus Virginia. And what is the name of Justice Thomas that soon he's not gonna he're gonna have to divorce because somebody will think about actually also letting the states decide if black people can marry white or if Chinese uh, descended people can can marry blacks or if Latin people can marry white and what is white and what is Latin what is black and what is white etc. It precisely is um, it was after her name, Virginia. So it's kind of interesting that how you see these names passing through. Um, This And remember, we talked about it. Names have their own power, have their own stories. And one of the things that people ask, and I ask myself also, um, okay, so they decided that uh, abortion is illegal. Now they're trying to talk about how they should make abortion illegal in all of the United States, not only to take it to the States to decide. So all that logic even thrown away. But anyway... Who made United States a Christian theocracy? That is an interesting question because the only way to look at it is that the way Christians look at abortion is dominant in uh, the, the Supreme Court, which is something that if the fathers of the uh, country would have been able would have seen this, they would have completely been revolted and throw up because. That's their whole purpose, to create a wall of separation between religion and the state. That's the whole premise of the United States. That's why the United States was a revolutionary. That's why it was such a successful startup, in a sense. And now the very people that are supposed to uphold the Constitution are trying to destroy what the Constitution is all about. And what about all of the non-Christians here? What about all of the atheists? What about the Jews? For example, in Jewish tradition, the um, if you ask Kabbalists, the baby, the soul of the baby would come in probably around four months, depends. According to the Tibetan, it can take longer, depends on the uh, uh, circumstances. Uh, atheists don't even believe in souls. So the whole logic of this is based on a book written, what? compiled 2500 years ago I'm talking about the Bible a, in a different country different language most of these people that profess to know the Bible never even read it in the original language so they don't know half of the things that's written there and they're always lost in, in translation We know about that from the idea of the virgin. We talked about it here before, that in the actual Bible, in the Old Testament, there is nothing indicating that the Messiah will come from a virgin, just from a young maiden. It's called Alma in Hebrew. But the guy who translated the Latin... The Volga Latin translation didn't know very well what was going on and translated it into a virgin. It's his mistake. Mistakes happen. It's okay. We forgive you. But since then, you can't even declare virgin, uh, uh, the uh, Mother Mary not to be a virgin because it's blasphemy, even though in the original story, it's not supposed to be a virgin. And if you look at uh, the oldest gospel, which is Mark, it's never mentioned that she's a virgin. It came out later. So, Again, this is really interesting. How people's lives right now in this country are is determined by a book compiled by stories, most of them stories that were borrowed by earlier tradition that had nothing to do with Judaism, and two thousand five hundred years ago. And people still hold it as if this is the truth, and that's why we should uh, be careful not to kill a baby because it's a soul. I mean, it's all nonsense. And even if you think about the Constitution, which I really believe in and I think is an amazing document, and I think it was one of the most revolutionary things created here in America, and that's one of the reasons why I think that eventually I found myself living in this country and, and becoming a citizen. I really believe in this uh, Constitution, but I do not think it's holy and, um, and should be re- treated as such, because it was written by only white men who thought that women are inferior, sorry, that had slaves... Right. So um, I don't understand how that uh, give them the authority to even deal with things like uh, how constitution is abortion or not. But it's interesting that the same court that decided that we need to protect babies, not babies, fetuses, even a few cells old uh, because they might have a soul and we're going to you know, kill them in a sense. But it's all totally okay to wear a concealed arm in open spaces from now on in New York because of that decision. So again, it, it just if it would have been just one thing or two things, that's okay. But when it's such so many stories of the same thing, It's kind of ridiculous. And this is Senator Mike uh, Brown, a Republican from Indiana, said Tuesday that he would be open to the Supreme Court overturning its 1967 ruling that legalized interracial marriage uh, nationwide, to allow states to independently decide the issue. And then, of course, they're going to try to make it uh, all over the country, like they're going to do with the uh, abortion. So it's kind of interesting how these uh, things work. And these people, either they have a complete ignorance or, or they're hypocrite, or they have such a developed muscles of uh, cognitive dissonance that uh, they're okay to say things like that uh, to a person in the court who is married to a white woman. You know, so anyway... Meanwhile, in Germany, it's the same day that the Supreme Court came with its unfortunate uh, ruling. Germany ends on the same day. So think about synchronicity. When things happen synchronistically, they're in the the zeitgeist, in the spirit of the time. Germany ends a ban on abortion advertisement. So apparently the vote to scrap the law came at the same day that Roe versus Wade was overrun by the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's from Berlin. German lawmakers voted on Friday to end a Nazi-era ban on advertisement of abortion services, a measure that had effectively criminalized doctors who provided information about the procedure. The law, through ignored for years, had recently prompted uh, several high-profile legal cases against doctors. So think about it. In the United States, we're going backward to similar laws that the Nazi era had, while Germany is abandoning them and moving towards the future. Amazing, you know. And from the world, we have from President Emmanuel Macron of France, abortion is a fundamental right of all women. It must be protected. I wish to express my solidarity with women whose liberties are being undermined by the Supreme Court of the United States. And then from Denmark, we must never compromise a woman's unrestricted right to decide over their own bodies and future. This is the prime minister of Denmark and prime minister of Canada. The news coming out of the United States is horrific. My heart goes out for the millions of American women who are now set to lose their legal right to an abortion. I can't imagine the fear and anger you are feeling right now. And of course, from the United Nations human rights chief um, access to safe legal and effective abortion is firmly rooted in the international human right law. Maybe the United States should learn from the international right law. It's the core of a women's girl autonomy and the ability to make their own choices. So in Taliban, in Afghanistan, they cover all the women up. And here in America, they just tell you, you don't have to cover yourself up. You still can wear what you want, but that we're not sure how long it's going to be. Uh, but in the meantime, you can't really uh, touch your body. Don't touch your body. We'll do it for you. And my solution, I'm sure other people thought about it as well, because I just came back a week ago, two weeks ago from Palm Spring, where there's a lot of casinos in the middle of the city. And I thought, okay, what I think that should be done is Indian reservations should open clinics to uh, help women not only have an abortion, but also recover. As you know, Native American medicine is very evolved. It's just been repressed for a long time. It was not given a place to show its wonders. This is a map of America with all the reservation. The biggest one is in Arizona, precisely the place we needed the most because apparently the lawmakers there are the craziest. And it's right on the border with Utah, perfect location. And in Utah itself, there's a lot of reservations. So Arizona and Utah is loaded with places that they can move the casinos away. You know, casinos is all about gambling. It's all about addiction It's a terrible place. It destroyed uh, Indian Native American culture. And now they should open clinics to help women. Women are going to come there, enjoy the medicine, enjoy the herbs, enjoy the Temascal, heal through sweat lodges, uh, connect to Mother Nature, pipes of peace, and we can have complete solution to the issue of abortion without making a big fuss. And it would be a great um, revenue stream for Native Americans that will be good karma instead of bad karma because casinos in a Native American land is obviously bad karma to the people that come and to the people that uh, uh, live there. So they are permitted to have laws there that are against the federal or the state law. Uh, I know that Alabama warned the Native Americans about something, that it would be a mistake if they do it, but... Who cares about Alabama? Just do your thing and uh, return to your true culture of medicine. I think it will be a great solution. Thank you very much. Why biggest worry is November 7 and 8, and I'm talking about it right now So because it's coming up, the midterm elections. Because the midterm election is going to happen, and we talked about it, during Mars retrograde which is terrible because, remember, the Brexit uh, decision was done on Mars retrograde. So we do not like making big decisions or elections during Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde can make you phlegmatic in one sense and not want to go to vote. Uh, Also, in the other sense, it can cause uh, quite a lot of aggression over um, a war, uh, I mean, uh, instigation of war. It's also impossible, it's not good to take anybody to court. So if there is going to be fraud, it's going to be very difficult to take people to court about that because whoever takes people to court loses usually. Whoever shoots first loses. And the Mars is going to be retrograde in Gemini from October 30th until the middle of January. So that means Gemini, again, Gemelos, the twins. So there is a little bit of a a danger, not a little bit, of a danger of um, civil war. I'm not saying a whole north against the south, but it could be within the country getting to the point where the war is getting worse. It's going to start in August, by the way, not the retrograde, but Mars being in Gemini, and it's going to go all the way up until middle of January, which is about the time that you have to inaugurate uh, the new... uh, new, candidates, basically, after they were supposedly elected in November. And because of everything that's happening right now with uh, how the election integrity was questioned, it's going to be a big deal. Now, on top of everything, we have the eclipse, a total lunar eclipse happening November 7 and 8, right when the election is happening. And lunar, of course, is the sun opposite to the moon. It talks about splitting things into two, and it's going to be an eclipse, which means that it's causing everything to go much, much more Uh, much more fast the good news is that the moon is exalted at least Uh, so the moon will function well at that time but the sun is in scorpio the sign of death and transformation so anyway we do have to make sure that people do go and vote at that time and to try to make it as clean as possible Um, so let's see what is happening to us uh, this week or what we are dealing with um this week uh, let's look at the chart. Where is the chart? Here it is. So today, what we have, uh, June twenty-six. yeah. So today we have the moon in Gemini uh, with Venus on top of the moon. Actually, it's kind of nice. It's nice for relationship, partnership. It's kind of calm. Uh, the moon on top of uh, Gemini is going to be at the end of the day. Very good for marketing, uh, ideas, concepts, uh communicating and especially because the moon is right between venus and mercury she's taking information from venus and moving it into mercury she's taking ideas from your talents or your abilities and moving it into the realm of business communication networking also it can create a bridge between um, partners or between um, people in general significant others and also the north node is very close to Minerva, she, she passed Minerva, but it's actually getting closer and closer to Uranus. That's a major thing because at the end of July, beginning of August, they're going to actually, it's happening, I think, right now, closer. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Let's see if it's actually significantly getting, yeah, it's getting very, very connected. So the end of this month, where are we? The end of this month, beginning of next month is when we are going to have, well, on July 4th, How did I get to July 4th? Yeah. So the end of this month, which is now, and the beginning of July is when we have once, I think the last time was happening is 1855. uh, We're having the North Node in Taurus conjunct Uranus in Taurus. And that means that there should be some revolutionary uh, idea or some kind of breakthrough, either scientifically or in medicine uh, there's something happening right now in uh, relation to technology innovation. So now it could be that right now somebody is sitting someplace, coming up with the most brilliant idea, but we're going to know about it in a year. Remember, we talked about it the chart later yesterday. I mean, just before when Neptune was squaring Neptune, actually in May of two thousand twenty-one, uh, which has affected what's happening now. Officially, a year after. So sometimes the uh, it's like a seed that takes time to sprout out of the ground and identify as a plant or as a tree and have fruits. So, same thing with astrology. Some processes are born in certain times, but they take a lot of time or or other aspects to make it seem to make it available. But... If you remember this period, 2022, end of June, beginning of July, even in the future, when you hear about a breakthrough in AI or anything to do with technology innovation, try to look and read in the paper if it wasn't actually starting right now at the end of June and beginning of July. But regardless, we're going to see in the next two weeks, and we'll try to follow it, anything that has to do with the North Node, the bearer of good karma. Uh, on top of Uranus, the planet of technology, innovation, but also revolution, everything it has to do with uh, uh, unpredictability. And who knows, maybe even this decision of Roe versus Wade, uh, basically dismissing it is part of that Uranus on top of uh, the North Node, and it's going to galvanize a whole movement, Uranus' movement, revolution, to make changes in the sense because the North Node is also to take control over your karma and change it. The only thing today, yesterday, and tomorrow, the day after, we're going to have the sun on top of the black moon. It's never good news. It just means that people see the worst in you. People don't always connect to you. You might feel sad, emotional. You might feel like things are being kidnapped out of your life. Opportunities, people. You heard your best friend is moving out of town. I don't know, whatever. Just because I noticed with Lilith is that it sometimes feels like something was taken away from me because the original... A mythology of Lilith is that she kidnaps kids and those that die in the cradle death is basically snatched by Lilith. And there's nothing worse for parents to see a three-month or less than three-month baby being taken away or dying, obviously. Same thing with Cancer Sun on top of um, Black Moon. The Black Moon represents maybe something that is taken away from you, snatched out of you. You feel abandoned. So that's going to happen even stronger in the next um, few days. Besides that, today, I mean, let's move to Monday. Monday, uh, the 27th of June, we see the moon on top of Mercury. Very good connection between communication and family, emotions. So it's a great time to actually express your feelings because Mercury is on top of the moon, but yet in a logical way. It's not all emotional, even though the sun is in Cancer. But you can see the sun is in Cancer alone. Uh, no other planet is in Cancer yet. On Tuesday, of course, the Moon will move there. And pretty soon, Mercury will join. But for now, we don't have that full-blown Cancer experience. The chart is actually very spread. We have a little bit about with everything. Mars is still in Aries. It's actually very good for action, for movement, for making things happen. But on Monday, the Mar- Mars is going to be squaring Pluto. And that sometimes causes aggression. It causes... Uh, uh, unnecessary wars, um, especially because Pluto is retrograde. So be careful not to start unnecessary conflicts or or battles. Choose your battles wisely. If we look on uh, Tuesday, what's happening th- throughout the day? The Moon is moving from Gemini into Cancer and starting the new moon phase. That's going to be on Tuesday. Depends where you are in the world. But that's also when we're going to have a big influence of cancer, very emotional time, very family oriented. You're kind of returning back home in a sense. It's kind of funny for me. It's going to return uh, to Europe, which meant probably was my home in a past life. But the idea is that whatever is happening Tuesday, Wednesday can signify what is your spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical home. And where you feel safe. The whole idea of cancer is to try to make you feel safe. The same way that mothers, when they're pregnant, they want to feel safe. You come into your home ruled by cancer. You want to feel safe. Uh, uh, You know the womb is supposed to make you feel safe. So the whole idea of cancer is the feeling that you are taken care of, that you're protected. You know, my home is my castle in a sense. So that's what we're feeling during cancer. And the moon, new moon in cancer, gives us even more that feeling. Uranus is getting closer and closer to the south no- to the north node. The reason why is because the north node is going backward while Mercury while Uranus is going forward. So of course they're going to meet uh, faster. What well, we do have on um, uh, June twenty eighth, even though Mars is getting closer and closer to getting a perfect square to Pluto, which is again conflict. You're forced into action you don't want to take. Saturn is actually sending very good energy to Mercury to Mars at that time. So it's a very powerful structural energy so what it means basically is that you have a beautiful trine it's coming it's already starting now and it's going to be there for a while saturn is retrograding so it's kind of escaping the trine the the sextile but it's still pretty strong so it can help you with structuring things uh, be more disciplined about your energy besides that We have um, a beautiful trine between Minerva and Pluto. That's wisdom behind investments, wisdom behind uh, intimacy and sexuality. Maybe it's a good connection uh, between intimacy and passion. So that's going on in Tuesday, kind of a sexy day. What we have on Wednesday is interesting because uh, right on the new moon, this new moon is going to be tricky because in one sense, we have the new moon sending... um, a square to Jupiter. Jupiter is in Aries, so it might be over-smothering, too much giving, too emotional. But also, like I told you, the black moon is on top of the sun right at happening during the new moon. So that could be a new moon that is not the easiest emotionally and it could be a little bit darker than regular or more emotional. Again, there might be over-neediness. So just be careful not to be too needy at that time. Thursday, we're continuing the moon in Cancer, but it's opposite to Pluto. So there could be some power struggles, manipulation, especially with family members or women in your family. Uh, even though Pluto and Minerva are sending beautiful energy to, I think that that will offset some of that negativity. But we're going to have also a square between the moon and Mars. There could be a lot of anger, again, around family members, especially women in the family. July 1st, which is a Friday, the moon is moving into Leo. More fun. And what we have is a mutual reception between the sun, ruler of Leo, which is in Cancer, and the moon, ruler of Cancer, is in Leo. They switch places. So that makes it um, kind of interesting because it puts together action and reception. It's a balancing forces of just flowing with life and letting it happen. And the moon in Leo in the weekend that wants to have fun and wants to do things. So there's going to be a forces that are fighting in one sense the Cancer in you just want to stay home and chill the Moon in Leo says oh, come on it's it's summer if you're in the Northern Hemisphere uh, let's go out let's do something let's, um, uh, let's entertain ourselves so there's a little bit of that conflict but overall um, things are looking okay except the fact that Jupiter and the Sun are squaring so be careful again not to be over the top over optimistic doing too much uh, and then on Saturday July 2nd We're going to have the moon still going on in Leo. um, The moon is opposite to uh, Saturn at that time. So again, there could be some ancestral karma heating up. Uh, It could be some emotional things. Again, some struggles, uh, feeling a little bit more frustrated. And the the charts are very busy. You can see all these lines in the middle of what I'm looking at is because all of these lines represent the black and the blue, the red and the blue represents a lot of action, movement, a lot of uh, intensity, a lot of things happening at the same time. That's a Saturday. And on Sunday, which is July 3rd, we have the moon moving into Virgo, getting much more. I mean, you're going to have it still in Leo, but it's going to move into Virgo for Sunday and Monday. It's much more action, movement, and the ability to actually manifest things. Uh, July 4th, for those of you who are going to celebrate, the moon is going to be in Virgo, actually sending a beautiful sextile to the sun, which is actually really good, really beautiful. Uh, but we'll talk about it next week. Maybe next week we'll look a little bit deeper into the chart of the United States uh, just because it's July 4th. If we look at um, what is... If you have any questions... Um, let's see... Um, Singing ball meditation. Yeah, June 28th. Again, anything to do with emotions, feelings, nurturing is really good. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I don't see too many questions. What else? Uh, Let me check to see if there's anything on the Instagram. If you have any questions... Uh, More upheaval in November. Is there equal up to make things right? You know, I think there's always an ability to make things go the right way. But it's very difficult to do that when a lot of people, I would say 30% of the country, that uh, is not believing that uh, the election were fair. All these people, okay, these 30% are basically governing the country much more than the rest of the 70%. So even though I think the majority of Americans are absolutely sane, don't believe in nonsense, don't believe in the big lie, the 30% that do scares the hell out of the other um, 70%, no, 30% of the Republicans. So we have 70% of the Republicans that are completely messed up, sorry, but they believe in the big lie, they are uh, um, basically fanatical. And they are 30% of the whole country, and they basically control the uh, Supreme Court, uh, they control the Senate in many ways, and they also control uh, the Congress. So that's the dark side of democracy. And we've been warned about democracy many, many times. You know, what they say about democracy, that it's the only thing that's good about democracy is that there is nothing better, okay? That's not a good thing. It's almost like saying, oh, yeah, this is my partner. Uh, eh, What is good about that person? um, I couldn't find anything better. That's not sexy. That's not romantic. And that's what's happening with democracy. And the problem with democracy, the dark side of democracy, funny enough, is the ruling of the minority or the minority taking over, which is precisely what's happening right. Um, Let's see. So again, I wish you a great week. I hope I can see you either in Zurich. I'm going to be in Zurich, by the way. If you want to do any charts in person in Zurich, you can definitely email me. And we can set it up. I'm going to be in Bulgaria next week. Then I'm going to be in Turkey. If you want to do the chart in Turkey, just email me and I'll forward it to Nur. She organizes the readings in uh, Turkey. I'm also going to be, if you're going to, if you're hanging out in um, Turkey and Hillside Beach Club, I'm going to be teaching there also two classes. If you're there between the 7th to the 11th uh, of July, that weekend I'm going to be there Uh, I'm going to be also in Israel, Tel Aviv. So, of course, if you want to meet for a personal reading now, it's kind of like a big thing to meet in person, you know. And in uh, London, and you have the classes that I'm going to be teaching in London. I hope you have an amazing week, more than amazing. I hope you have a wonderful week. We are still under the jurisdiction of the card two of cups, which is love. So there is love in the air. You just have to breathe it in or swallow it or something before it goes away. And um, I'll see you someplace, either in Europe or in Asia or in the um, uh, United States or during the nights, someplace, maybe in dream time. Wish you all amazing, amazing week. And I'll see you with the help of the good lady and her husband, the Lord, next um, week on Sunday. Have a beautiful new moon.